Super Talk Mississippi media production. Coleman Taylor Transmission, servicing Central Mississippi for over 60 years. Their ASE certified technicians offer dependable transmission services, a warranty, and record services. Call Coleman Taylor today for all your transmission needs. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. We're visiting with Adele Lyons, the CEO of the, uh, the Mississippi Gulf Coast Chamber of Commerce. We call it the Coast Chamber. Uh, we're going to get to this in a second, but you know the chamber is made up of very large businesses and very small businesses, and and all points in between. They have you know as we talked about earlier, they have military community volunteers got all kind got a lot of, of people who've been involved in the chamber for many many years, and that's what makes it tick, and it especially made it tick during COVID, when everyone is sort of pitched in to help each other out. But at the backbone of every economy is small business, and when we come back uh, after we get done with this conversation about what she's hearing from business owners, I want to hear more about the efforts that they're making to uh, to really get in touch with what's happening with small businesses and to honor small businesses. We'll come back to that in just a second. So we, so as we were talking, the, the, I think, you know, if you look at most studies, and we've we, this has sort of been a theme on this show, Adele, that a lot of studies, up to 40% of people are thinking about moving around, and that's because, you know, benefits packages have changed, and salaries have changed, and people have had a chance to reflect, and they're not sure they want to do what they're doing now. Maybe they want to do something else and with opportunities out there a lot of people kind of moving around right now i think maybe the worst is behind us and hopefully if we don't get another bump of covid things will start to settle down again and, and hiring will will you know be closer to full full employment but what's your sense of that well it's um we're seeing folks who are sort of getting close to the retirement age that um, if, if it's an opportunity for them or take an early retirement, some of them are doing some what in the past you might call sort of like a side hustle, a part-time gig. Uh, so we're seeing a little bit of that. Some folks who have some real experience doing some consulting type work that they can do all over the country and now via Zoom and, and the type of technology that we use, it's, it's very, I don't want to say easy to be a consultant. It's easy to uh, operate logistically as a consultant because you can have that connection and just uh, be anywhere. Um, and then we're also seeing, you know, sort of the younger generation that they're looking for different things. And if a company doesn't provide them with some flexibility to be able to be off on Friday afternoons or, or you know, um, some more flexible hours, or if the company's maybe not involved in philanthropy or community affairs, that's what's near and dear to them and that's where they wanna work. Um, and so if it's not here locally, you know, we've, we've heard this before, they'll just pack up their bags and pick a city and move and then find a job where, my, I would have never done that. My generation would have never done that. You had to have a job first before you even thought about packing your bags and going somewhere. Um, so we're still seeing some of that on the case, but you're seeing some of the larger companies that are adding positions and folks are making move there. Um, so still, you know, some some shifts going on, but it seems to be slowing down. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I really am. And uh you know, think about a worldwide pandemic. Think about it, where at one point the entire economy was essentially shut down. And coming back from that, the dynamics of that, 
man, we're in uncharted territory. And, you know, the, the fact that we've been able to kind of keep things moving and that coastal Mississippi compared to other communities has, has shined. I mean, it's really quite an accomplishment. I know that at a mi- macro level, I can say that, but then at the, at the micro level, there's still struggles that are happening. And we need to always remind ourselves that at the backbone of our community is small business. And you guys spend a lot of time focused on that, don't you? Well, we do. We try to try to do that all year long where we just um, we want to bring as much exposure and and really talk and praise and to our small businesses, because um, that 65 percent of our membership is small, less than 10 employee businesses. We have about 970 members, so it's it's a fair chunk of those. Um, it's everything from the one-person operation to, like I said, up to 10. Then there's sort of those medium companies. And then we all know the big companies, the big corporate uh, companies that we're so lucky to have in our community. And then, um, you know, we talked earlier about defense contractors and, and those type of large companies. But, you know, it's really the local small businesses that keep the money local, um, that they their deposits stay at the local banks. They're making payroll. Those people are buying groceries here. Where when you're dealing with a big box, and you know we've all we've all been there. We've all shopped in those places, and we would continue to do so. But we have to give focus to those small companies. But the big box monies go out of the area. The, the money just goes out of the area um, more more than with a small business. Um, small gener- Let me read some numbers. Small businesses generate sixty eight dollars of local economic return for every hundred dollars spent with them. And here's what I love. If over, um, if everybody would spend just $10 a month at a local business, it would return $9.3 billion directly to our economy. Wow. $10. Fewer businesses with fewer than 500 employees account for 99.7% of all U.S. employees. Wow. Now, 500 is a larger company. I get that. But the one that I really always come back to is small businesses donate 250% more than large businesses to community causes. We've all sold the raffle ticket. We've all tried to get silent auction items for whatever nonprofit we're involved with, whatever cause we're involved with, whatever baseball team, et cetera. And it's the small company that's giving you that $10 gift card, that's giving you the necklace and the earrings put in the silent auction, that et cetera, et cetera, down the line. And uh, it's those companies that give to your kids' baseball team, and that's why you need to be um, shopping there and and spending your money with those local small companies. Yeah, when you go do that that Amazon.com, you know, purchase, it might seem convenient, but the reverberating impact of that, if you're able to buy it locally, is very significant. And small businesses just ask that you – Give them an opportunity. You know, the service they're willing to put behind it, the specialty items they're able to bring to the table. Man, there's so many great shops here in coastal Mississippi that bring very unique items. And take a minute and focus on that. Go go, go to downtown Gupport and walk around and go to, you know, go to Ocean Springs or Bay St. Louis or Biloxi and take it all in and try to just make a double, you know, uh, uh, double your commitment to buying locally when you can, because it can really make a huge difference, can it? 
Yeah, and we can't do it all the time. I get that. It, you know, sometimes financially it doesn't make sense for you. Sometimes time-wise it doesn't make sense. But just being mindful of it is the main thing that we ask people be mindful. So Saturday, November 27th is Shop Small Saturday. So we all know the Black Friday. And then now we've got Cyber Monday. So right smack in between there is Small Business Saturday. And American Express started this years ago, and it's become a huge national event. Um, where we encourage you on that Saturday. Now, of course, you, we'd love for you to shop all the time, like we've been talking about. Um, the chamber, the Past Christian Chamber, is doing a passport program where they've got a little card, and if you spend a dollar or $5 or $10 or $20, you get your stamps, and at the end, you can drop in your card, and we're doing drawings for gift cards from those very businesses. And that's everything from uh, Past Christian Books, which is a great store right there on, on Highway 90 overlooking the beach, Pastrachan uh, Olive Oil Company. I don't know if you've ever been in there with all the flavored olive oils. Fabulous. One of my uh, favorite. One of my favorite. Yeah, that one's yeah. really cool. Um, you know, the, also there's the the bookstore, uh, the coffee house, and then there's a new business over in Pastrachan. We just went at a ribbon cutting. Denise Hopkins Fine Art. Great little art gallery with some really nice things. You know, just walking around past Christian for the day, shopping, getting a few things here and there, might might be a win for you. Might be some gift cards that come back as a win for you. So uh, we're doing that from November 19th to December 15th and uh, just trying to have people uh, pop into these businesses. What are some other big events coming in the small time we have left? Well, we've got um, our pre-legislative briefing coming up on November 30th. That's a great event where we have some of our coast delegation in that will answer questions about the upcoming legislative session. Just big uh, article yesterday about what the governor's looking at for the budget. So lots of questions there and sort of hear what those folks have to say. That's at the Golden Nugget. Um, on November the 30th in the morning. We've got Chamber After Five on November the 18th on Thursday today at Coast Episcopal. So that's from five to seven. They also have an art gallery there. You can come out and see some art, have some food and drink. And Mayor Jimmy, Raff Jimmy Rafferty and Pastor Chris Jay have been in office about six months. We've got breakfast with the mayor with, uh, with him on Friday, November the 19th at the Pastor Christian Yacht Club. So still a lot going on before the end of the year. We do have um, Mayor Gillich giving a report on December the 3rd at Edgewater Mall. I'm gonna pop in and hear what Fofo has to say, uh, what's going on. So still lots of things before we end the year. Wow, busy. There, there's, there's never a rest for the weary when you're in the chamber <laughs> business, is there? Well, hopefully you get a little bit over Christmas, but you're right. For the most part, it's uh, you got to keep on keeping on. Well, look, I look forward to visiting with you for a few minutes next week just to hear what Thanksgiving has to say with you on our kind of special special Thanksgiving program that's going to be Wednesday. But, but until then, Adele, thank you for coming back and just visiting with me and giving us an update of what you, you guys are up to these days. Yeah, thanks so much. Good to see you. You too. Have a great day. And uh, excuse me, don't have a great day. We'll see you after this break. Paige Roberts from the Jackson County Chamber is going to be joining me. We'll see you after this break.
listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. And now, it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. Hey, you know, yesterday I had a terrific uh, show. I really enjoyed it. Uh, first of all, Mary Graham, the president of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College, is just a great leader. And as I said during the show, their strategic focus, not just only in the education side, which goes on to, you know, which are traditional college courses, et cetera, but in the jobs training side and the work that they're doing in that area is really important to Mississippi's economic future. And it's providing incredible job opportunities for people to be able to go from high school and learn a, learn a skill or a job uh, uh, trade and make, uh, she mentioned one of the jobs she mentioned was uh, in the diesel mechanic area where they came out making like $90,000 a year. That should get your attention. This is serious business that they're involved in. And then I also had Kimberly Harris. Kimberly is um, is what is called an aviation ordinanceman who uh, is from Shreveport. Uh, she's been in the Navy for nine years, focused in the in the area of the CBs, and she's stationed at the Gulfport uh, CB base. And she's been all over the world. Uh, she talked about you know growing up in Shreveport, 88 people you know in her in her class, and that she somewhere along the way sort of got the wrong people around her and made a decision to extract herself from Shreveport and go into the Navy. And she felt like it was a little divine intervention that she ended in the Navy, which has literally taken her all over the world. And she ended up getting the uh, Center for Security Forces Sailor of the Year Award for 2021 because of her commitment to excellence. And I was really inspired talking to her. But if you missed either one of those conversations, you can go to the Super Talk Mississippi Facebook page or the YouTube page or to supertalk.fm or to your favorite podcast platform and listen. Both were very inspiring conversations. Now let's move to my friend Adele Lyons. We, we'll check in with Adele, who's the CEO of the Mississippi Gulf Coast Chamber of Commerce from time to time. We go back a long way. But you know, Dale, you got a chance to meet Kimberly. The military community and their contributions to coastal Mississippi on so many levels, it's really kind of hard to get your head around when you think about it, whether it's retirees or people like Kimberly or leaders that are involved in the community. We're lucky to have the military community here, aren't we? Oh, absolutely. I mean, just like you're talking is a little bit of the community standpoint, the number of volunteer hours, the activities they get involved in in our community. I mean, I know at the chamber, um, it, we have them with Seafood Fest and different events, and they love to be out into the community, and they feel very embraced by this community. Um, they love getting to know the locals, learning the local foods, and, and that sort of thing. But then there's the economic impact, which is huge. Um, not only the military personnel, active duty that live here, you mentioned retirees, hospital, the VA, how many military um, come in for that, um, you know, just the building side of it and what they spend in our community, it's it's huge. And it goes back so far in this community that it's just really, it's part of the threat of the community of military personnel. I mean, if you're, if you're anywhere in Biloxi, if you get off of Highway 90, you're going to run into Keesler Air Force Base or Keesler Housing. It's the presence is there. 
you know, same thing in Gulfport. If you kind of get off some of the main uh, Highway 90, the CB base is there. It's in the middle of town, basically. And um, a lot of people don't know what's behind those fences. But once you learn, it's very impressive. And we're very fortunate. We are. We are. It is. We are very fortunate. Whether you're talking about the Navy, the CBs, uh, the Army, you think the National Guard, Guard National Guard presence, and uh, the the Coast Guard, and the the training of Special Forces that take place at Stennis, and mm -hmm. uh, you know their involvement contractors. in contractors. You know, defense contractors <laughs> alone. Angles. Yes. I mean, it just, I mean, the reverberating impact of the military community here in coastal Mississippi. That's why if you go back in the history of the Coast Chamber, uh, military appreciation has been not just, you know, sort of some, an obligation. It's just, it's been something that's been part of the culture of the Coast Chamber for its entire existence. Yeah, and, you know, we haven't been able to have our salute to the military event uh, for the last couple of years. We we had 40 years, 40 years of salute to the military. Our last was on in 2018. 2019, we were taking a year off to sort of revamp that, refresh it, um, take a breather uh, after the anniversary. And then COVID came, and we just could not have that 500-plus military retirees, active duty, community leaders in the room together. You know, that could just be crushing if that became a super spreader for what that could just do for our national defense and, and for those folks. Um, but what we did do this year is a program called Pizza with a Purpose. So in the past, Salute to the Military, we've offered a dinner to say thank you and show our appreciation, and we gave some awards, and we did that at, at a big way, 500-plus people in a room. So we said, look, let's still show our appreciation with a meal, but how can we best get a meal to people uh, with limited contact? And of course, we're seeing things be so much better in our community nowadays where we can come together, but we're making the plans. We didn't know that. So we have over um, $9,000 that we raised, and we have $15 RPM Domino's Pizza gift cards that will be given out to 500 plus military personnel. Um, on the coast. And so we're going to be doing that pretty soon. We hope to be able to get some of those out prior to Thanksgiving for folks who maybe aren't able to be off base, who maybe don't have transportation. Um, it might not be turkey, but a pepperoni pizza is not a bad gig, you know. And so <laughs> we're super excited about it. And, you know, we folks in the community that help support this and working with leadership on the various bases. So this is all the ones we mentioned earlier, we're going to be reaching out, making sure that it gets to them. And it's really up to the leadership of the base to decide how those get distributed. If it's a squadron that has met a certain goal, if it's individuals like Kimberly, if it's, um, you know, folks who can't leave base, whatever the case will be, we just want to say thank you. We appreciate you and enjoy one on us. I think that's so cool. You know, in the conversation with Kimberly uh, yesterday, it was so I don't know. It was special to hear the effort that they're going through at the base, especially as it relates to Brian Lamar, who's the public affairs officer there, the, the effort that's underway to make sure that they can have as, as good of Thanksgiving as possible. Because we think about, it, you know, you come from a big family. I come from a big family. Thanksgiving is a great ch chance for everybody to kind of get together. But a lot of these, you know, the military folks who are here don't get to go home. I mean, their family is their military family. Uh -huh. And to the extent that the community can reach out to them and make them feel more at home, 
home or maybe invite some into your home. I, I hear many people doing that. Uh, it's terrific to have that opportunity during this time of year because we're, we're so thankful just in general. But, man, this is a great opportunity for us to be thankful to the military community as well, isn't it? Absolutely. And, and we're uh, looking forward to getting back to a regular salute to the military where we can bring everybody together and have a speaker and uh, say thank you in person. But in the meantime, we feel like this is a good option. It is a good option. Look, um, we're coming out of the pandemic. I, obviously, the pandemic is still there. The numbers are still low, and we're all praying that we don't have another uh, rendition <laughs> of COVID that causes the numbers to go back up again. Um, man, what a challenge it's been. But what are you hearing from your business owners and managers and people involved in the chamber about business and challenges, et cetera? Why don't we, we'll start this and then we'll pick it up on the other side when we get to break. We'll go ahead and, and start the part of the process. Well, I think uh, what we're hearing is most people, um, feel like they have a grasp on COVID and the regulations and what to do and how to run the business. Uh, we've had enough time to do that, you know, unfortunately. Um, it's still, you know, the, the issue they're facing, so many of them is still employee issues um, and, and trying to have enough staff and have people at work. And, and so some of that may be COVID related that people don't want to get out, but, um, it's really a hardship. I was in a restaurant the other day and a friend of the owner stopped by to pick up a to-go lunch and stayed and was busting tables and filling water glasses, you know, trying to help out her friend. And uh, it was, it was, you know, just interesting to watch. And she was walking around, still had her purse on her shoulder and she finally kind of accepted the fact I might be here for a minute and I'm okay to be here for a minute, put her purse down and really just started busting table. Um, it's a shame. Um, we have to be patient. I, look, I'm the worst for always being in a hurry. I have to be patient when I go places that you're going to wait in line for a minute. But um, that's keeping our economy rolling. You know, we particularly are looking towards shops small and so many of these smaller facilities that Christmas holidays um, really make or break them from a, a economic impact standpoint. So we have to be patient, but we still have to, you know, be um, shopping in these small businesses, small restaurants, small shops, uh, and keep the money local. Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Um, at my place up in the Delta in Greenwood, there's a McDonald's. And we stopped. I had my nephews, Peter and Nico Bahanovich, with me at the camp last weekend. I know that is and two for snappers. Oh, they're doing great. They're wonderful <laughs> kids. And uh, just love spending time with them. And we spent a lot of time in the woods together. But anyway, we stopped at McDonald's. It took 30 minutes to get food. You, you don't ever, you know, that's not here, obviously. It was up in the Delta. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't, we don't eat a lot of fast food in my house. So I don't, I didn't get the experience, that experience too often. But 30 minutes, you would have never thought going to a McDonald's would take 30 minutes to get your food. But they were just struggling. They were struggling with, you know, didn't have a full staff of people. And, uh, you know, we were very patient. We did, we understood the situation. But people come in and they're just irate about it. At, even after all this time, you know, still some people don't don't get it and i know that that happens to local owners as well here but let's do this when we get on the other side we'll continue to talk about the feedback that you're getting from businesses about coming out of the out of the pandemic when we when we come back we'll continue our conversation with adele Lyons, the ceo of the gulf coast chamber we'll see you after this break
Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.